listeners, welcome new listeners to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We're on Season 5, Episode 24, the season finale, Doppelgangers. And with me is our new home improvement consultant and <laughs> handy woman, Jen Runkle. Hello. It's an illustrious title. Jen told me that she wants us to have a security system. She ordered us Ring security and said, okay, you know, when are you going to put it in? And I said, I'll get to it. And so she took it upon herself to look up the instructions, get out the electric drill and install it herself as well as a keypad lock for our house. Well, that's what started the whole thing. As I said, I want a keypad lock and you were like, yeah, you want that, you do it. (laughs) No. Well, I said, if it, if you want to do it, because I wanted to wait until we got our new door. Right. Which and just and have them put it in for us when they right. put up the new door. But because I'll probably have three or four trips between now and when that door gets installed, once we even pick a door, which we think we have, it still takes them like six to eight weeks for it to ship. Right. So it's going to be months, and I was not interested in that. So. And I have too many work trips coming up. Yes. So along with the keypad lock, yep, I got the ring security, so we're all set. So there she was. Drilling in a new padlock and... <laughs> padlock. Well, deadbolt. Deadbolt, yeah. Padlock. Sorry. So we just have <laughs> we a padlock. We padlocked our house. <laughs> We're not sure how we get out. I did. I, like, drilled in the ring doorbell. It's very proud of you. Thank you. Proud of myself. Well, doppelgangers, I, I, I can't say it was a boring episode. It, it had some nice moments. There were some clever... There was some clever writing involved. It wasn't very funny. Yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly what you said. It was a good episode, but yeah, I, like I struggled to find a best joke because there just like weren't a ton of jokes and not a ton of great jokes. I don't think I heard you laugh once. I think I chuckled quietly like twice. There was one joke I really liked, and I remember earlier on watching this episode, not today, but in years past, laughing hard at it. Now I sort of knew it was coming, so I didn't laugh quite as hard, but I'll point it out when we get there. Okay. I have a few fun facts, not about this episode, but just in general. Okay. Jason Siegel is executive producing and starring in a new show on Apple called Shrinking, and it'll be him and Harrison Ford. And the reason why I bring that up is because we did have that episode where, I want to say it was, spoiler alert, where Marshall said that he resembled a young Harrison Ford. (laughs) So I thought that was a nice pairing based on that. Any idea what that's supposed to be about? They're both playing shrinks. The other executive producers and showrunner is Bill Lawrence. He was the one that that was the showrunner for um, Scrubs. Scrubs. And he's also the showrunner for, what's the Jason Sudeikis? Uh, Ted Lasso? Yeah, Ted Lasso. That's his show. You really should watch that sometime. And he's also very close with Carter Bays and... And Craig Thomas and even said that if they hadn't been launching How I Met Your Mother, they would have been writers on Scrubs. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. There was also another anecdote that I heard Bill Lawrence say when I was listening to a Scrubs podcast today, uh, the one that's done by... Zach Braff. Yeah. And... Have you been drinking? What's happening? No. <laughs> I'm just... I don't know. And... Oh. Donald Faisal. Yeah. Faison. Faison. Right. They had Bill Lawrence as a guest on one of the episodes they were recapping today, and they were talking about Sarah Chalk, and 
about different contract restrictions that occurred because they had a lot of guest stars on, but their actors were only allowed to guest star on other shows three times in one season. Oh. So when it came to Sarah Chalk having to be on How I Met Your Mother, she had exceeded her guest star number and Craig Thomas and, and Carter Bays basically begged <laughs> Bill Lawrence. Bill Lawrence said, well, it's not up to me, but I'll tell you what, just do it. See, I said yes, don't ask permission from the studio. <laughs> nice. And then we'll beg for forgiveness later. So that's how she ended up getting to be on it so much. Wow. I feel like that's bad advice. They could have like gotten sued or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't think at the end of the day anyone cared that much. <laughs> Hopefully. Kristen Malati is going to be on a new show, The Penguin, based on the Batman villain. Oh, yeah. And starring Colin Farrell, who was playing oh, really? in the last Batman movie. Is it like that same exact character? Yes. Oh, interesting. It's okay. going to be on HBO. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> is it Kristen or Christine? Kristen. Kristen, yeah. So Kristen Malati also has had a little bit of a resurgence in the last couple of weeks because um, Taylor Swift came out with a new song with the line... Um, sometimes it feels like everybody is a sexy baby, which is like a callback to this episode of 30 Rock where <laughs> Kristen Malati is, like, is playing a sort of a, I guess, a little tart, a bit of a tart comedian who dresses like a little girl and talks in a like, baby voice. Yeah, like overly sexualized. And at one point, Liz Lemon says, like, you can drop the whole sexy baby act. And she goes, but I'm a very sexy baby. <laughs> so there's been a lot of gifs and memes <laughs> coming back from that. That's a good connection. <laughs> yep. And then Josh Radner star not starring, he's in the, the cast of a new show called Fleischman in Trouble, or Fleischman is in Trouble. Which is actually starring Jesse... Plemons? No. <laughs> I'm just throwing names out there. We just talked about this show. Oh, today. Eisenberg. Yeah, yeah. Right. Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> Claire Danes is in it. There's a few other big names in it. I don't, it, it looks like a very good show, and Jen and I are going to start watching it. It doesn't come out till mid-November, but we'll sort of report back on whether it's worth watching and if What's it's that worth... streaming on? I think Hulu. Okay. That's right. That's what you said. Quentin Tarantino... In a, I don't know if it was a new interview or an old interview, but said that his favorite TV show um, was How I Met Your Mother. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, how funny. He said, you'd be surprised to know that my favorite TV show is How I Met Your Mother. Now, I'm guessing it was when it was on. Yeah. I don't think this I'm was sure. a recent one. Right. There's been so many great shows in the last 10 or 15 years that I would hard, I'd have trouble believing that was still his favorite. Right. Jen and I last night... It was movie night, and it was my turn to pick, and my first pick wasn't available, so we went to another pick, which is a movie that sort of gets referenced a lot in pop culture, and I'm always, not always, but I'm often sort of explaining little things about what the reference is about, which from the movie Rebel Without a Cause, James Dean, Natalie Wood. So we watched Rebel Without a Cause last night, and there's a certain point in which the James Dean character, Jim, is asking his dad for advice, and his dad says, well, let's do this. Let's bring out a, we'll get a pad and a pen, and we'll make a pro and con list. Well, I think he, I think it happened in spurts, because, like, as the scene was going, like, we're being our usual snarky selves. <laughs> I can't remember what the dad said at first, but I 
It was either, I can't remember who it was. I think one of us joked, I wonder if they're going to make a pro, maybe he'll get out a legal pad and a pen and do a pros and cons list. (laughs) And And sure enough. Yeah, within like a minute or so, he says, well, maybe we just need to talk about the pros and the cons. And then like another 30 seconds to a minute later, he's like, well, I'm going to get the pad of paper. (laughs) Yeah. We (laughs) would die. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) Sounds like a pro and con list to me. (laughs) All right. We have two emails. From two new listeners. Nice. I'm going to read them up front because I don't have anything to do with this episode. So, okay. sorry. <laughs> do we need to explain the pro and con list thing? Is that like such an obvious reference, or is that just an R reference that we get? I can't even remember right now which episode it is. Was it Marshall trying to decide whether he's going to quit his job? Maybe. Because I remember him saying, "Ted, if you're yeah. <laughs> Ted's like, you want a suggestion?" And he says, "Ted, if it's." To write down a pros and cons list, I'll kill you or something like that. And then Wendy comes up, here's your yellow legal pad. <laughs> yellow legal pad? I ordered cheese fries. <laughs> Maybe use that legal pad to write down my order. <laughs> so that might just be one that we <laughs> like reference all the time that other people don't. True. Okay. Our first writer is Vinny. Vinny writes, Stephen Jett. My name is Vinny, and How I Met Your Mother is one of my favorite shows of all time, so I was excited to find your podcast last summer. I took a break listening for a while, but picked it back up about two months ago and finally caught up to you guys in real time. All right. Welcome. I'm disappointed I won't be able to have endless episodes to listen to on the way to work or while I run, but I can't wait for new episodes, even though it is a steady decline after season five. So Vinny agrees with me. Thanks for writing in, Vinny. Keep writing in when you have any comments or ideas or if you want to just keep complimenting us like this. (laughs) We're happy to hear it. Yeah, if you want to start sending in some snark once it starts going downhill. Another new writer, Andrew. Andrew spells his name strangely. A-N-D-R-U-W. That's probably not a thing you should say to somebody that wrote into our podcast. (laughs) It's an unusual spelling. Andrew writes, hey y'all, long-time listener, first-time writer. Since Steve got through his top 10 last week, I felt the need to share mine. Nice. I've been told my list is controversial and wanted to hear y'all's thoughts. (laughs) He's a real y'aller. I like a (laughs) y'all. Gender inclusive. All right, I'm going to count down from 10 to 1. Okay. Season 3, episode 14, number 10, is season 3, episode 14, The Bracket. Yep. That's a good choice. I have that at number 19. Number nine is season nine. Now, let me, let me say this. His list is season nine heavy, which is, yes, oh. al- already controversial. That is quite. Yeah. Season number nine is season nine, episode 16, How Your Mother Met Me. I have that back at 169, although I know that I feel like that's, well, IMDB has it in, like, Nine stars and above, or like nine point right. five stars, or something like I that. I mean, I feel so. like that was a good episode. Yeah, maybe according to your rankings, right? Quite... Just not funny. Right. Number eight is season nine, episode three, last time in New York. Um, I, I don't know that one yet because we're, we're not back to it, and I haven't seen it right. in a long time. But I have it ranked one forty seven. <laughs> Number seven is season nine, episode twenty four. Last Forever Part 2, Alternate Ending. And I have that ranked 184. How I think many episodes are there? There's like 202 or something. Oh, okay. So it's not like the very bottom. Season, uh, number 6, Season 8, Episode 12, The Final Page Part 2. 
I actually couldn't find that in my rank, because I might have to re-rank it when we get to it. Oh, boy. Number five, season five, episode 20, Homewreckers, which we liked. Yeah. I, had a, I had it ranked 69. And here is the only one that him and I both have in the top ten. At number four, he has season three, episode eight, spoiler alert, which we yeah. just mentioned. <laughs> I had that at ten. Number three, season two, episode 16, Stuff. That is a great episode. I have it at 30. I'm blanking on that one. Which one was that? The, with the play. Oh, <laughs> yes. And them having an argument over whether Ted needs to get stuff that he got from his old girlfriends. Right. Okay. And then season, his number one is season nine, episode 12, The Rehearsal Dinner. I think which you skipped I remember. One. Oh, I'm sorry. Number two is season five, episode 18, Say Cheese, mm, which is a good episode. I have that at 20. And then his top one is season nine, episode 12, The Rehearsal Dinner, which I don't remember at all. And I have it ranked 152, which is pretty good for season nine. <laughs> it is quite controversial, Andrew. I do appreciate you. Yeah, thanks so much for giving us a lift. He wrote more. This list was a result of hours and hours of endless rewatches and a lot of yellow legal pads. (laughs) Wow. All right, so he would have gotten our... Yeah. (laughs) For some cons list joke. I tend to agree that the show goes a bit downhill from here, but I love season nine and the way the show refocuses on the overarching plot after season five of Ted meeting the mother. Sorry for the long email, but keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, Andrew. All right, awesome. Well, if you are also a longtime listener and want to be a first-time writer, please write to us at runklerecaps at gmail.com. And I've been throwing out a plug for reviews lately. If you want to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be wonderful. That from the woman that doesn't even listen to our podcast. I'm here for the recording of it. (laughs) And I rate other podcasts, so. Um, I was, because, I don't don't think I'm annoyed at Jen for not listening to our (laughs) podcast, but I thought, you know, we were going to the beach... It's a long three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour drive to the beach. So I thought, hey, let's listen to some of our podcasts on the way. We get into maybe, the fr- it's either in the first or by the second one we got into. And I think we probably started off in season three where we thought she might have stopped listening by then. <laughs> right, yeah, we tried to figure out where I'd stopped, which was like right around when COVID hit and I wasn't commuting anymore. We, we started listening to, I think we were somewhere into the second one, and she was like, I'm getting a headache and really nauseous. And so we had to stop and listen to music the rest of the way so that she felt a little better. I don't remember what that was all about, but I was like, we can't even listen to these <laughs> when we have like free time to listen to them. You're, it makes you automatically ill. <laughs> yes, that's the, that's the implication here. In fact, this, we were supposed to record this podcast last week. No, earlier this week. Oh, no, no, it was Wednesday last week. No. It's, right now it's Sunday. Uh, this goes back to Jen and my argument of, is the last day of the week Sunday or Saturday? <laughs> I, I heard you it's Saturday. She thinks it's Sunday because it's before the week, the, the work week starts. But the calendar but, starts on Sunday. <laughs> depending on the calendar. Yes, the calendar starts on Sunday. That makes it the first day of the week. You're, you've been saying that Monday is the first day of the week. Oh, but I forgot the argument. <laughs> <laughs> so Wednesday, as I had everything all set up. I gave her the printout to, so she could do it and... Um, when I when it came time for her to watch the show, she goes, you know what, I have a really bad headache tonight. I don't think I can podcast, which is fine. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen that often. Right. Now, if I turned around and said, would, you, would it be okay if we had sex? She would be like, yeah. <laughs> like, so she's not the kind of wife that says headache for sex, but for podcast, yes. I could have done it, but I wouldn't have been oh, funny have and charming. 
yeah, it's it's no, it's not going to be a good podcast if we're not both having fun while we do. Right, it. exactly. And so that's why I was like, I didn't want to like slog through it not feeling well when we could wait till today and I feel great. Okay, let's start with the episode. Yes. All right, is this a new record? Seventeen minutes in without actually talking about the episode. Who knows? Definitely not more than our very first introductory episode where we took a long time to introduce who we were. And yeah, that's true. So they open up with some music that sounds kind of familiar. Like, there's going to be some mischief going on. I'm not sure why the music rung familiar to me, but it did. That didn't track for me. And we start off with a narrator talking about, uh, sort of recapping the whole concept of doppelgangers, the ones they've already seen. And then they recap why it's important now, which is the fifth doppelganger being seen, it would be Barney's doppelganger, is going to determine when Lillian Marshall decides to start having a baby or trying to Mm -hmm. get pregnant. Yep, that's the universe telling them it's go time. Right. So after this recap, we're on the street with Marshall and Lily. And Marshall's saying, were you serious about the whole fifth doppelganger thing to start having a, trying to have a baby? She says yes. Um, he rotates her head, and we are looking at a cab driver in a cab, and it's uh, a brunette Barney as a cab driver. <laughs> I like that he's like, universed. Yeah. And Lily says, well, that could easily be Barney pulling some scam. So Marshall's calling Barney. We get Barney on the phone at work, presumably. And he you know, says, yes, of course I'm at work. Here's the sound of a stapler. Here's the sound of a hole punch. <laughs> All right. Got to go, big chief. And then they hang up. So that's Yeah, that was universe. confirmation. And so they're watching you know, Barney as he makes this call, or you know, the doppelganger, he's not talking, so clearly that is a doppelganger and not Barney, so they're ready to go. So Lily says, put a baby in my belly. We cut to McLaren's. Marshall and Lily are there without anybody else, and Marshall wants to tell the gang they're going to start trying, and Lily says, no, everyone's going to get all into our business if we tell them, and then we cut to sort of a fantasy of what would happen. Yeah, a hypothetical. It, it, it's them in bed, and they're starting the process of baby making. And Barney pops in with a popcorn and says, you guys banging? <laughs> and, you know, we got to put a pit in all this because mm-hmm. this is a, this, we come back to this again. But right. Ted comes in, Uncle Teddy's here, he's got balloons, and then the TV pops on. It's Robin in the newsroom. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> and she goes, this just in is what Marshall is, <laughs> Erickson's about to say to his wife as he attempts to impregnate her. And then we get a, a helicopter. <laughs> Chopper 12 is live on the scene. Yeah. Baby watch that was, 2010. That was pretty good. Yeah. And that was funny. Robin will reuse this just in in about four or five episodes from now. Oh, really? Yeah, when... Oh, and she's all mad about Dawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's like right. Leaving them messages. This just in. <laughs> is what I'm going to say. say is I'm stabbing you. <laughs> oh, man. So Marshall agrees not to tell anybody about anything. And the, uh, Robin and, and Ted are with them now. Right, but apparently this doesn't extend to, you know, sharing news about the doppelganger. I guess the the baby part was... They I guess just between the this. two of them. Yeah, they didn't share that broadly with the group. So I guess Lily took a picture. And yeah, showed, she shows it to Robin. Robin says, well, um, Barney really deserves to be a blonde. Um, then she says something weird that not every dude can pull off that blonde look. <clears throat> Ted immediately objects. I don't know about that. He tells us that 
The summer, he was lifeguarding at the Chagrin Falls Country Club. He was lathering in a little lemon juice into the old mop, playing with some natural highlights. Apparently, it was a big hit at the pool. <laughs> right. And then we start one of several telepathy conversations. Right. Although I did, um, one of the things of trivia I read was that, you know, he, he goes on to say, you know, a few senior citizens pretended to drown. Sadly, one actually did. But on his resume, when they were doing resumes, however many seasons ago, it had said, like, <laughs> zero and deaths or something on his, ah, <laughs> under his lifeguard thing. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so the, the telepathy comes into play. So Marshall kind of kicks it off. All right, we're in a very a delicate but very, very promising situation here. And Lily is on board immediately. Yeah, if we play this right, Ted will die as air blonde. Yeah, they're, they're all having this three-way conversation. Somehow their telepathy power is so strong that they can shut one of the other ones out of a <laughs> telepathic conversation. Ted's trying to telepathically join in, and he thinks they're talking about nachos. Which he orders for them when, when Wendy yeah, comes around. Yeah, so I guess, I, yeah, what is he hearing? Is he just not hearing anything? <laughs> I think he's hearing nachos. Yeah, he's just, he's not interpreting what they're putting out there. <laughs> okay. Um, Marshall telepathically suggests that they tell him not to do it, because that's when he'll do something. And then they all go around saying, you know, yeah, you couldn't pull off being a blonde. And then, of course, Ted particularly going blonde. Going blonde. No way. That is not the outcome we were hoping for, (laughs) says Marshall. That was good. I liked that line. We get this weird scene at Channel 12 where apparently Robin and Don are doing puppets named Monty and Moo Moo. It's, I mean, they're guest hosting, so I guess apparently anybody can voice these puppets. Yeah, it's not very clear here. They say that they've become such a well-respected team that now they're doing it. They have them guesting on other shows. Right, so maybe, well... But it wouldn't make sense. If they're so popular, why would they hide them behind puppets and fake voices? Right. So and, it doesn't so make a lot of sense. Like maybe they're characters in another show, but then later on it, it says, yeah, that was the highest-rated Monty and Moo Moo episode. So. Which also doesn't make sense. Something doesn't become highly rated because it was good. <laughs> <laughs> right, like it, that's it not how like ratings work. Viral, maybe not back then, of course. Oh no, it YouTube could because thing. it could because uh, the video of Robin slipping in horse oh, poo. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> or falling off and falling in horse poo became viral right. in a way. Yeah, I mean, what year are we in? We're twenty ten. Um, season five. It started in two thousand five. So yeah, twenty ten to twenty eleven. Yeah, things could go viral. The conversation is kind of funny between the two puppets about doing drugs and whether <laughs> right. natural drugs are okay. I think that played pretty well. I thought it was very strange, but it was fine. We get a very lovey-dovey moment between the two of them, with Don saying, you know, before I met you, I'd given up on everything, relationship, career, pants. And we get an I love you, which I don't know. Have we gotten an I love you before? I don't know. I don't remember that. And we don't get before. one back from Robin. We cut to the street. Marshall is on the street, and he sees brunette Barney, cab driver, and he tells him he wants to thank him. He's He doesn't have time to explain it, but it, this guy's very important to him, and then Barney comes out as himself, important, more like legendary, and then reveals. He takes off the wig. And we cut to the apartment. Robin's getting a phone call. She's getting a job offer uh, to be a news anchor in, in Chicago for a bigger network. Right. So she calls Ted to consult since he's very sensible. He's at the salon getting his hair dyed. Now, you've had a lot of hair dyeing experience. Did this look authentic? Is this how it would have looked? Yes. 
Because you've complained before, I think. <laughs> yeah, that someone was getting their hair dyed and it didn't look right or something. Yeah. No, this was authentic. Yeah, you said under that little dryer thing, there's all kinds of crap in your hair. There's some fun stuff with, you know, Ted sort of being really immersed in this beauty shop right. environment. Knows the, he knows everybody. Yeah, he knows Flo, the employee there. and uh, I know, it's Helen, the employee, and Flo, the other customer. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it was funny. So we, we cut back to the cab, and Marshall's in the back seat of the cab. Barney's driving. How can it be you? And then Barney explains that that's a message he leaves on his voicemail that sounds like he's actually at work. Marshall's hurt because, or Marshall's confused. He said, how could it not be talking directly to me? You said, Big Chief. That's my special work day workplace nickname. <laughs> and Barney's like, or Barney's like, oh, buddy. <laughs> Come on, big chief. <laughs> Marshall's very offended. Right. We're, we go back to the salon. Yeah, but there's a lot of cutting back and forth in this episode. Like, mm-hmm. very, very quick. A lot of different scenes. And it's still Robin and Ted talking about her opportunity. He says that your career has been trouncing romance for, romance for years. It's like the Globetrotters versus the Generals. Right, because she's lamenting that, yeah, this is never ending for her. It's constantly career versus romance. He encourages her to talk to Don about it, and she doesn't want to put this on Don. She needs to figure out what she wants, right. and he thinks that makes sense. But he can't be objective about you know, a decision that could include her moving away. She notices his hands as they're holding hands and asks if he got a manicure. No. But Flo busts him. <laughs> the, sure did. The woman next to him. I mean, men should get manicures. Got to take care of your nails, too. We're back in the cab. Marshall wants to know why Barney's doing this, and then Barney explains. Right, at least one woman from every country. Yeah, he makes a reference to it's the quickest way to get around the world in 180 lays. Boo. But he isn't far off. There's only 195 countries. Okay. Well, I like like that he has a pull-down map with, like, check marks on the countries he's gotten to. He's doing well in the Baltics. (laughs) Which comes back later. I do like how uh, there's only one small detail he didn't take into account. Chicks don't want to bang cab Chicks drivers. Chicks do not want to bang cab drivers, and he put a lot of work into this <laughs> one. Marshall says he's, he needs to update Lily on this and explains why to Barney. Barney updates him that, no, you're not, you know, no kids, no kids until you're at least 45. Don't you read his blog? It's gotten a lot better. It starts to, like, get emotional. <laughs> right. I, like, I like the way he delivered that. <laughs> you know, Marshall says, you know, he's ready, but Lily needs the sign from the universe. And yeah. Barney's not much help. Sorry, buddy. And then says, that'll be thirty-seven fifty as they pull up. Yeah. I wonder if he paid them. Probably not. Probably not. So we go to Marshall and Lily's apartment. Yeah, Lily's ready to go, start trying to make the baby. Marshall's a little hesitant. He knows he's not being, he's omitting the truth right now. Right. And then oh. we cut quickly to the bar. Yeah, Tanner, Ted enters McLaren's with the blonde hair. He's coming in very confident. <laughs> he's even, even doing that thing where he's pointing at somebody off screen. Like <laughs> right. Barney always does the thing where he sort of winks or, you know, sort of motions to people off screen. Like mm-hmm. there's somebody else looking at him or knows him. Right. Yeah, but this is a great entrance by Ted. Right. Barney, so, yeah, go ahead. I was like, Barney has some pre-prepared jokes. I'm planning a white wedding. Tell me, Billy Idol. Is it a nice day for that? Which, again, I feel like our young audience is not going to get this joke. Yeah, Billy Idol is sort of like a post-punk Rock star in the 80s that. With bleach blonde hair. Yeah, right. And then And he sang a song called um, White Wedding. Wedding. 
And the lyrics go, it's a nice day for a white wedding. Yeah. But, you know, punkier than that. And then makes a Slim Shady reference, wants to know why Robin's not getting in on this, and Ted kind of cuts him off. First of all, he's getting a ton of compliments. Second of all, Robin, tell him. He's not getting a ton of compliments. <laughs> so this is what I like about this episode. Yes. Robin does this twice to him. Mm-hmm. And she's not winking at the camera either. Like, this is actually what she thinks. Right. She's being prompted to update him on. <laughs> it's a little weird, but I think it really works. And, and then, then Robin yeah. updates Barney about Chicago. Rebecca, Lillian Marshall's... Um, Marshall's kind of checking in with her, like, we'd still be doing this even without the doppelganger, right? And Lily's not kind of engaged in this conversation, she's just saying. But we did see him. And then just, um, like, the most awkward line I've ever heard. It's telling you to stick me and stick me real good. It's I, a little crass. Uh, yeah, I don't like it. He, Marshall's still hesitating, then she says, oh, the cabbie didn't look enough like Barney, that's the problem, right? <laughs> Marshall, well, that's just not true. <laughs> Cut back to McLaren's. Barney's yelling at her. This is a group decision. She can't just leave. And then he makes a reference to uh, Ted looking like Brigitte Nielsen or Dolph Lundgren from Rocky IV. They're both from Rocky IV? They're both. They're a married couple from Russia. Okay. And they look exactly alike. Oh, really? Like, they both have the exact same spiky blonde hair. Oh, how funny. Okay. That was a reference I didn't know. Remember when Brigitte Nelson, Nielsen coupled up with Flavor Flav? On I do remember that. What was it, The Surreal Life? I do not remember what show it was. It was The Surreal Life. Oh, it was? Okay. Yeah. That was an interesting parrot. <laughs> yeah. She's like a foot taller than him. <laughs> and he looked like a little raisin. <laughs> All right, then we're back at Marshall. Oh, I never, I didn't, I didn't include him in my rankings of celebrity run-ins. <laughs> oh, I, we'll call it number 11. <laughs> uh, when we were living in D.C., I went and saw... Public Enemy at sort of a medium venue concert place. And at some point during the concert, Flavor Flav came down to the audience and was rapping as he was walking through the audience. And I put my hand up for the high five and we high fived each other. <laughs> you guys are best friends now. And that was another segment of Steve meets a D-list celebrity. <laughs> anyway. We're back in Marshall and Lily's apartment, and Lily's, you know, arguing again. The cabbie was, like, a foot shorter than Barney. I think he was Asian. He was graying. He had a soul patch. He had a pot belly. Marshall's realizing that. She's she's just throwing these things in because she's not really ready. Right. And then all of a sudden we get what? Well, so we get the line from Marshall. Have you completely forgotten what Barney looks like? Yeah. And then in pops Barney, and it's the same entrance (laughs) as in the fantasy. You guys banging? Right. And then Robin pops in, and then Ellen, uh, Ellen. Uh, <laughs> Ted pops in looking like Ellen. And yeah, Marshall says, why is Ellen DeGeneres in our bedroom? And <laughs> says, hey, this is working. Right. Barney takes a look around, sees what's going on, and tells Lily that, you know, Marshall forgot to tell you the fifth doppelganger was me. Yeah, she's, she accuses Marshall then of lying. He says only by a mission. And it's it, only it because like he was trying to tell her, and she just interrupted. Right, and he says only because this whole leave it to the universe thing of yours is insane. This is the first time he's saying this. He's agreed with her several times. Stands to reason, you right. know. I mean, but I think him having it and then having it snatched back. Barney interrupts. Guys, guys, we're forgetting what's really important here. Ted's blonde. <laughs> but then Ted says, "Guys, I'm pulling this off." Now, Robin has something important to tell you. He's not pulling it off. No, the other thing. He got a manicure. The other thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> and she's just so straight faced with all this. It's very funny. So she tells him about the job offer. We're at McLaren's. Well, I'm sorry, right before that ends. So Barney says, you know, we're, we need to talk her out of making this decision, you know, making a bad decision. And Robin says she has decided she's going to take it. Oh, right. Thanks. There's a weird, they're back in McLaren's and there's a weird telepathic conversation. <laughs> this, Lily Marshall and Barney. I feel like this said. was a scene that might have been cut on the TV version. But they're talking about how telepathically with Ted there, that they're starting to like his hair. <laughs> Barney thinks he looks like a movie star. And then Ted says he's going to change his hair back, and then they all switch directions and agree with him. Not at all awesome. Yeah. So Robin enters. She got off the phone with Chicago. She's decided to stay, and everybody's Yeah, we get a little flashback. She's on the phone with them. She was getting ready to accept, and then she sees a picture with her and Don, and then changes her mind there and says she's not going to take the job. She's staying. They all cheer. Now we're on the street. Marshall and Lily. Yeah, Marshall and Lily, and Marshall's pointing out what I already said, that she's just not ready, and that's why her remembrance of the cab driver looked nothing like Barney. Mm -hmm. And then they, (laughs) the baby can wait for the real doppelganger, Barney. They both look across the street and see a Barney doppelganger juggling knives. Oh, right. With, like... Red hair. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like the lead singer of the band Simply Red. I don't know what that is. <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah, there's a band in the 80s called Simply Red, and the lead singer had, like, exactly that kind of hair, like, curt, wavy and red like that. Oh, I've never heard of this. <laughs> uh, they were very famous for the song Holding Back the, Holding Back the Tears or something. Mm-hmm. Holding Back the Tears. Mm-mm. I'm going to lay that song into the the background (laughs) of this this moment right here. Yeah, well, I've done that before. Oh, have you? Yeah. I guess I would know if I listened. Yeah, right. For some reason, they're at Don's, Robin and Don, and she's doing the puppet voice again. (laughs) Right. As he comes in, and then he breaks the news to her. He got offered the lead anchor job at WNKW in Chicago. And he said yes. We're back on the street with uh, Barney, the street performer, doppelganger. Marshall and Lily approach him. He says he's a street performer from Estonia. Who is this Barney? He's using a Eastern block accent. Oh, he's just this guy we know. He was like a really lame blog. I heard it's getting better. I mean, what's his blog? <laughs> just something that was cool like eight years ago. Still cool. Still sounds pretty cool, man. <laughs> So his name is Kristoff. They're like, Kristoff what? Kristoff Doppelganger. <laughs> yeah, usually Barney's a little more creative than this. Exactly. Although he does maybe, or maybe he doesn't mind that they figure this out. Yeah, that's true. And that he's in sort of support of them in actuality. And now we're back at Don and Robin's apartment. Don's, you know, wants her to understand, you know, put yourself in my shoes, which I have no idea why she doesn't tell, tell him. him. I, you know, I think it's a decision of, it's like, if this is the decision you're going to make. Yeah, if he's going to change his mind because I tell him that I already turned it down, then I don't want him that way. Right. Because, yeah, it wasn't important enough for him to come to on his own. Right. He, he does say, if the phone rings and it's your dream job on the other end, what would you do? Or, you know, can you imagine what that's like? And she says, yes, I can. Good luck in Chicago, Don. And leaves. Right. And now we're back to the street. Lily's asking Barney why he's doing it. 
Marshall's positing that maybe he actually wants them to have a baby. And he starts to sort of agree with this. It's a longer conversation. I don't, need, I don't think we need to go through all of it. Right. Exactly. But then they, you know, they, they say something sweet to him. I do like how he says, I would be interested in reading some of these opinions in blog form. <laughs> yes, I like that too. <laughs> and they say goodbye to him. And then a woman approaches him. She's also from Estonia. And then she <laughs> He does, checks the map. <laughs> yeah. She does a sword swallowing demo for him. Barney faints. And I posit that this woman is a real street performer in real life because she is not an actress. So, and also the knife, the the sort of sword that she uses is much thinner than the ones he was juggling. So, they had that one out there purposely for her to really be able to do this. Did you try looking it up? Um, it wasn't in any trivia, right? But people do this. This is a real thing. Yeah, no, I know. I just didn't know. If, yeah, I wonder if anyone's. Ever well, I think it's crazy that, that, like, I always thought it was fake, and then I looked it up, and people really do this. Hmm. Yeah, weird. We're at the apartment. Ted's wearing a hat now. <laughs> Robin comes and asks if she can move back in, and he says yes, of course. And she wants to know if she's the biggest idiot in the world. And then we get a long speech from Ted about. He recaps how much everyone's changed and everyone's their own doppelganger. I think that's sweet. Um, this sort of prompts her to make want to make out with him, and then he takes off his hat so they can make out, and she laughs, and that prevents them from hooking up. Right. And then we get a flash four months later. Lily's walking down the street, and she sees a pretzel vendor. Looks like Barney. She goes running into the bar to tell everybody. Barney's inside the bar, so it must be a real doppelganger this time everyone comes out. And then we see what they see, which is someone that doesn't <laughs> look very much like Barney. But then telepath- telepathically, Marshall says, let's, have her, let's let her have this. And then they decide, put a baby in her. Yep. And that's it. That's the end of the season. So, cute episode. Not super, super funny, but... That's five seasons down. Yeah. Four more to go. We did it. We're more than half, well more than halfway done. Good job, us. I think my favorite joke... Uh, first of all, I, I ranked this 140. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> my favorite joke is the Robin corrections. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Um, my favorite one line is the... I would like to read some of these opinions in blog form. Okay. <laughs> uh, my least favorite, I think, is the comment. This was the highest rated episode of that mm-hmm. kid's show. Which, it doesn't make sense because unless... They knew, like, they're so popular that people are tuning in to see the two of them be right. the puppets. Right. But it couldn't be because of the drug comedy because people didn't know that was going to happen. Right. Exactly. Um, mine was we skipped over this line, but it's when Barney's explaining to Marshall why he has this message. So he says, so to make my colleagues think I'm busting my hump when I'm really out humping busty chicks. <laughs> I kind of I laughed a little bit at that. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I like the wordplay. Uh, you know me, I like a good wordplay. Yeah. And I like busty chicks. <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> I don't know. I think there's some people out there that like small-breasted women. That's true. Well, I don't have anything else. When we return, might not be next week because I'm traveling this week, so it's going to be probably until next week that we can record again. Maybe I'll be able to get it out in short turnaround time. But it's... Big Days, season six, season six, episode one, Big Days. Um, it's the one, it's the return of Cindy, played by Rachel Bilson, and um, the reveal that she's gay now. 
presumably. And it also has Lily getting annoyed because Marshall's family is too inv- involved in oh. them having a baby. <laughs> right. It's an okay episode. There's some funny stuff in there. There's the pickle thing. The pickle thing? <laughs> Where Lily's like, your parents are already too involved in our lives. And, uh, oh. <laughs> you know what would go really well with that sandwich? A pickle. Like, <laughs> yeah. We'll get to it. Anyways. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in again. We're looking forward to uh, starting season six with you. Yeah. And write in. Tell us uh, your thoughts on the season six, episode one. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.